hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, how's it going? I'm pretty good, Kate. How are you? I'm good. For podcast integrity, this week's podcast was recorded over a few different days. Oh, yeah. So, we're recording this on a Thursday, which normally we would record on a Tuesday. But we're only recording the news. And the rest of it was recorded... Last week. So. But you won't know any difference, so don't worry about it. (laughs) But we just like to be transparent. (laughs) All about that transparency. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose the big thing, obviously, just to make a note of it, we are aware of everything that's going on with Galaxy's Edge. The two of us are very excited watching everything. We are going to do a separate mini-waffle Next week, all about everything to do with Galaxy's Edge, all the stuff that's been announced, what we kind of think of it, and we'll give you guys some suggestions of if there, if you do want to, I suppose, kind of keep an eye on the Galaxy's Edge content and stuff, we'll give you some places that we would recommend to check out, either ride-throughs or merchandise halls or whatever. So we'll talk all things Galaxy's Edge next week. Yes. And it'll be a very exciting time because we'll have had a whole week to fully digest everything that's come out because this morning I sort of spent about half an hour just watching all of the little videos that have come out and sort of like overwhelming myself and being like, oh my God, this is just amazing. But I I like definitely need time to like decompress it all before I talk to you guys about it because otherwise I'll just shout at you for half an hour. There's just so much. There is so much content. If you do want to look up some of what is going on and all the content and stuff that's coming out, we would recommend the Diz on YouTube and Instagram. Anything that's going on in the American Disney parks, they're usually the folks that you want to be following to get some good video from it. So check them out if you don't want to wait to hear us ramble on about it. Yep, and if you do watch them, then you'll know what we're talking about when you're listening to the mini waffle because you can put picture to sound. So I suppose then what we should really do is get on with the news. So let's start off with the Disneyland Paris app. Yeah. So anyone who's been to Disneyland Paris before, I'm sure you've used the app or tried to use the app if it hasn't crashed on you. But they are now looking to set up a basically a whole brand spank in new Disneyland Paris app. They're just going to basically gut it and start again. Yeah, so while we were over in Paris at the end, end of April, start of May... There was an update live when we were there. I think it happened literally bang smack in the middle of our trip. They updated it that you could, it was basically a lot more functional. You could see like characters and the wait times were easier to navigate and stuff like that. You could see it in a list format rather than having to zoom into the different areas of the park, which used to always drive me cracked. <laughs> but basically what they've come out with now is saying that their aim is every six to eight weeks there's going to be an update so the plan is to kind of update the functionality of it the design of it to include some extra features including restaurant bookings and tickets mobile tickets and i think the eventual plan is that your annual pass information will sit on there as well the most exciting one is the favorite feature which will be happening this summer which because you have an app you have a different app yeah there's an app that you can get on I think it's only on iOS. I think yeah, you tried to get it for I tried Android. to get it and I couldn't. It's called Magipark. If you have an iPhone or if anyone in your party has an iPhone, get them to download it because it's honestly the easiest way of checking wait times. Everything is colour-coded. You can save your favourites per park. And it just means that you're not having to, again, mess about trying to find 
a wait time for a specific ride or whatever you can have your favorites on the front page or you can even change it up day to day so if say one day you're like we're gonna focus on dark rides or whatever you can favorite a bunch of dark rides that you want to go on or if you want to favor a certain area of the park you can kind of change it up depending on what your plans are that day or you can just be lazy and do what I did and just favorite my, my favorite ride and just leave it there. Yeah, which worked really well. So I'm hoping that with the update of the Disneyland Paris app that you'll be able to do that. Mm. I'm hopefully hopefully that's exactly what they're going to do. Is you're just going to be able to favorite the rides you want and they'll just you just click into your favorites tab and they'll all just be there waiting for you. Which for me I'll just favorite all the big thrills because they're the ones usually with the longest wait times anyway. Yeah. So you can just have them there and I just think that'll be a lot quicker. And it just makes your whole day a lot quicker if you're not having to stand and stop for three minutes yeah. to find the wait times for all the different rides that you possibly want to go on if they're just on your favorites tab that's it you can glance at it and keep on walking and it just i think it'll just make your whole day a bit smoother yeah it'd be good if they could take some of the really good aspects of magic park and kind of put it into the main app because obviously it'd be handy to have everything all in one another said that restaurant bookings are going to sit in there i wonder if you're going to be able to book restaurants on it because it like for instance when we were trying to book plaza gardens we rang at 60 days because it does say that you can book your dining at 60 days and I know Kate rang and was left on hold for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I called and was left on hold for ages. And then when I rang up to book again, again, I was left on hold for ages. And they're expensive phone calls because you have to ring friends. Yeah. Like if you don't have it included in your data plan or, what, or your like minutes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They can, they can be quite expensive, especially if like you're just ringing from your landline. If you're just at home and you're ringing from your landline, like sometimes if you don't have international minutes, yeah, which some people still don't, like they can rack up to be really expensive phone calls. Exactly. So, so if you could do that through the app, oh my god, that would save so much time and hassle. I also just don't like ringing people on the phone. Yeah. I think it also, yeah, it just, there's sometimes a, a tiny bit of a language barrier and sometimes you have to repeat yourself multiple, multiple times and it's nobody's fault. No, of It's just... Not a bit annoying yeah and i would hope that where it says that infinity information is going to be in there i would hope that if you might be able to book your infinity rooms through that eventually that would be great because let me tell you when you have to ring up and book two hotels rooms with people with very irish or very complicated names yeah <laughs> i had to sp i was booking for four of us and i had to spell out letter by letter every single one of our names because yeah. they're either super irish or just super weird yeah and it was the biggest pain <laughs> let me tell you so i'm really hoping that that will just make life much easier yeah well here's I hoping I would, I would appreciate it another thing we had announced this week is betty rose and jimmy ocean are set to return this autumn Woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. so from october until january of 2020 they're meant to be in some sort of show that we don't know what the show is. I have seen some people online assume that it's going to be the Mickey Mouse birthday one again. But I don't know. I don't see why it would be. It doesn't make any sense. No, I don't see why it would be. And it that hasn't been confirmed, or at least if it has, we've been completely oblivious to it. But... That's what a lot of people seem to think it is. I mean, it would. It was a really fun show. I know you Absolutely. never got to catch no. it, but it was a really, really fun show. And it was one of my favorite shows I think I've seen in Disneyland Paris. It was just all around a really fun time. Yeah. But the whole storyline is that they haven't gotten Mickey Mouse anything for his birthday. 
and Minnie has to uh, like group together a surprise birthday party and that's where um, Betty Rose and Jimmy Ocean come in and they help her organize this party okay but it doesn't make any sense if he's turning 91 yeah like are you just gonna have it like it is during the time of his birthday yeah. like October to January because his birthday's in November mm. but like are you just gonna have a birthday show from every year who knows <laughs> I mean, it, it was a really fun time, and that song is also extremely catchy and really fun. Oh, and yeah. I would happily hear it in the park again. Yeah, but I don't know if they need to do the exact same show. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out. We'll be there in October twice, in fact. Oh yeah, that's very true. So, so I hopefully, we'll, we'll catch out. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then another Disneyland Paris news: they have released a competition for any guests that are visiting them during the Lion King and Jungle Festival. So the prize for the competition is basically you get to spend a night in Disneyland Paris in, as Dis- as they put it, an Indian-influenced tent. Glamping, Yeah, they also put it. And you also get a backstage tour to basically see the magic. And I've not really disclosed any more information about that. Uh, sure. I mean, it seems a really weird time to give yeah. you an opportunity to sit and to sleep in the park. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really get it if i'm being completely honest like it's it's cool like you get to stay in the park and i think you get like a special dinner and stuff as well from what i read but it just seems like like why i don't i don't get this no neither do i uh, I think it would be really cool to be able to sleep in yeah. Disneyland paris and i like if i won the competition like I'd, i'm not going to be there for it but if you were to win a competition like this it, i'm sure it would be really cool yeah i just don't really get it Especially if, alright, when you're, so, is it just your party, is there only one winner? Like, is it just your party that wins? Because if it is, then that means you and I'd say up to three other people are just going to be in this one tent somewhere in Disneyland Paris? Oh, description of the prizes. Oh, excellent. Here we go. Okay, so, exactly what you win. Yeah. A night, unlike any other, in a tent with a double bed on the campsite, set up near the Indiana Jones attraction. Lord Where is that? that is. <laughs> In Disneyland Paris, breakfast included on the 19th or 20th of June. The date will be confirmed by the organising company when the winner is informed of his or her prize. Not there. As there is no bathroom on the campsite, the winner and his or her guest, so one guest. One person. Oh yeah, if it's a double bed. Will have access to the bathroom in a room reserved at the Disneyland Hotel for the occasion. There will be no toilet block near the campsite. So if you need to... Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you know how far of a walk it is? So if you need to pee... In the middle of the night. You have to get out of your glamp site. And you have to walk Walk from wherever Indiana Jones is back to the Disneyland Hotel. And rather than put you up in the Disneyland Hotel for a night, they're going to reserve a room anyways just for you to use the loo. And it's you and one other person and however many cast members. So that means if you need to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, you have to get up, leave your person. Yeah. Leave the park and go to the bathroom. That's a good, like, 15-minute walk. This is so weird. That's a, that's a good... So from Indiana Jones. So Indiana Jones is up... Indiana Jones is, like, the furthest point of the park. Yeah. Because Indiana Jones is, like, at the... Is like the border like, of the park. It's like back past Skull Rock and stuff. Yeah, it's like the border of yeah. uh, Adventureland. So you have to walk all the way out. And what's the quickest route? To walk all the way out up, through Frontierland. Up Main Street. 
and into the Disneyland Hotel. And then into the Disneyland Hotel. Oh, this is the most bizarre thing. There's toilets in the park. Yeah, but no, you get it. There there will be a room reserved just to use the facilities in the Disneyland Hotel. I'd be like, no, just let me sleep in the Disneyland Hotel. So also included is two unrestricted access tickets to the two theme parks valid for two days. So either the 19th and 20th or 20th and 21st of June. Okay. Two VIP fast passes. Cool. A special dinner at Disneyland Park with evening entertainment and exclusive previews of the new Season of the Lion King and Jungle Festival. Now, is it just... Is Are you going to be the only two people at this dinner? Yeah, this is weird. Or is this, is this maybe like a media event that you're getting included in? Oh, that would make more sense. Yeah. I hope it would be that. And Otherwise, then, you're going to be real yeah. awkward. And then transport from the station slash airport nearest the winner's home to Disneyland Paris. The, in total, this prize is worth approximately 2,300 euro. Yep. I, the toilet thing just gets me. Oh, as access to the campsite is not practical for safety reasons, for anyone with reduced mobility, the organizing company may be required to change the accommodation and offer a night in a room at the Disneyland Hotel. So basically, it's not wheelchair and like that accessible. And you, if you win, you won't get to stay on the campsite. You'll just get to stay in the Disneyland Hotel. This is a bad competition. The organizing company also reserves the right to offer a room in one of the Disneyland Resort hotels of its choice instead for example, due to adverse weather conditions. So they're going to... Of its choice. Hold on. So they're going to reserve a room in the Disneyland Hotel for you to use for the bathroom. But if somebody... But if it rains... You have to go to a different... You may have to go to a different hotel, not just your toilet room. <laughs> I'm so confused. This is so weird. I mean, I I don't understand. I think if I won, and I don't need wheelchair access or anything like that, but I'd be like... Can I just stay in the Disneyland Hotel? Can I just hotel? stay in the Disneyland Hotel? This is bizarre. Who thought? Who thought it was a good idea to put a tent up by Indiana Jones and make your guests walk 15 minutes to go to the bathroom? So, like, let's say you know for, like, medical issues or whatever, but it's not, like, official medical issues. You just know that you go to the bathroom every night at around 2 a.m. I would be like, I go to the bathroom every night at 2 a.m. I am not walking 15 minutes to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because even like, if you, I don't know, it just... I, I just don't understand. It's a really weird, com- it's a really weird prize. It's a really, really weird prize. The prize on the surface can seem pretty cool, but when you get them to the nitty gritty terms and conditions of that... The fact that they won't even let you use a bathroom in any of the restaurants that's in Adventureland or anywhere, and they're making you walk to the Disneyland Hotel to use the bathroom is just the most bizarre thing in the world to me. And if it's a room booked in the Disneyland Hotel, imagine it's like four flights up or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you have so. to you have to pass one, two, th- yeah, three. You have to pass maybe four sets of bathrooms to get from Indiana Jones to the Disneyland Hotel. Because there's even there's all the bath like even if they didn't want you to have to go into a restaurant or something like that, there's the bathrooms that are in the arcades. Oh, yes, right, okay, so if you walk your way back from the Disneyland Hotel, there's bathrooms as soon as you walk in the door, Yeah. there's bathrooms in the arcade, there's bathrooms in, uh, next to Phantom Manor, Yeah. there's bathrooms opposite Big Thunder, Yeah. there's another set of bathrooms between Big Thunder and, uh, Pirate's Rock, Yeah. or Skull Rock, 
And I think there's another set of bathrooms between School Rock and Indiana Jones. Yeah. So that's six sets of bathrooms. To walk past every single one of them and go to the Disneyland Hotel. That, why wouldn't you just... Because I presume they're going to be hiring... They're going to have a lot of cast members on site they for be, health and safety yeah. reasons. So you just have one of them man the bathrooms to make sure that they're bright and accessible. So would you be like... Because obviously you're going to have to either walk up the arcade or you're going to have to walk up Main Street. Would do you think like they'd let you just like stop for some cheeky pictures with the castle as you're like traipsing back to the Disneyland Hotel to go for a wee? Well, like with the castle, is the castle lit up all the time? I would assume if people are staying in the park, it would be lit, be lit up. I demand. I'd be like, sorry, you're just gonna take the picture. Right? I was like, <laughs> I'm after walking 15 minutes to go to the bathroom in Disneyland. As a competition winner. This is the weirdest. You're, I mean... You're gonna get me some Main Street picks. So weird. I mean, I keep going to the website and enter if you feel like you'd like to win this. I personally will not be entering because I don't think I'd want to win. But anyways, sounds fun. That's absolutely gas. Yeah. Also, to be able to win, do you have to already be going? No. Oh, you can just enter? Yeah, that's why they're giving you transfers. Ah, comprende. Hmm. How interesting. Yeah. What a terrible prize. Yep. Anyway. (laughs) We had some confirmations about the the Walt Disney Studios expansion. So what we have confirmed is there's going to be a massive lake. And I think the massive lake is what's delaying everything. Because most of it we're not going to have until 2025, which is just fantastic. So there's obviously going to be Arendelle. There's going to be what has been confirmed in the past couple hours as mini Batu, and then there's going to be the marvel area which for the life of me i can't remember the name of but we talked about a couple of tony stark's paris hideout thing in the 60s there we go so each of the lands is going to have one attraction now obviously that's not true for marvel because rock and roller coaster is being redone and spider-man's being redone so that's gonna have two i think it means like in the new yeah Exp- the new expansion they're only building one new attraction per land yeah so there's going to be an attraction in star wars chances are we're probably going to get either smugglers run or rise the rise the resistance chances are we're probably going to get smugglers run because that seems to be the easiest one for them to do but we'll see and um, they've also said there's going to be shops food and meet and greets They've also said that the lake will be, I think, rigged so that they'll be able to do, like, projections and water shows and stuff, which could actually be quite cool. And the concept art, no, obviously, we, we're never to go 100% on the concept art, but the concept art has seemed, seems to have, like, a ferry boat on it. What I would say, though, the concept art for Star Wars was pretty spot on. For Galaxy's Edge, it was <laughs> oh, pretty... Oh, yeah, you're true, you're right. Too, you're too. true. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I don't think we'd be far wrong in looking at the concept art because it was so spot on for Galaxy's Edge. Like, it looks like a carbon copy. And then my next question is, if there's a ferry on the lake, how big is the lake that they have a ferry that will go all the way across it? Because it looked like a really big ferry. Like, I mean, I would assume it's not going to be any bigger than the Disneyland lake that they already have. You think? Out, out by the hotels? Yeah, I would assume it's not going to be any bigger than that. It's but just, you never know. The concept art just looks huge. Yeah. It looks like a massive lake. So, like, I'm not going to lie, if they're building a man-made lake this big, I'm expecting World of Colour-esque shows. I would. And in fairness, World of Colour, the lagoon that that's on is not much bigger. Oh, that's actually, that's actually quite, yeah. Yeah, That's not much bigger than the Disney Lake. Or, like, an Epcot, 
um, what's it? Illuminations. No, colour the light thing. Is that an Epcot or is that an Animal Kingdom? Where, where am I making this up from? Oh, uh, Rivers of Light. Yeah, that's an Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Sorry, um, yeah, I got confused. But Rivers of Light is going to be shit. So but I want. That. But I'm looking something. Li- I want something substantial. World of yeah, World of Color would we'll, be good. We'll go with World of Color. Um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, we have an idea. We're probably going to get one of the two Galaxy's Edge attractions. It's annoying that we can't get both, but. It is what it is. And then we were talking earlier about what we think will happen with the Frozen attraction. I don't think they're going to put the money in to it being a water ride and rehashing Frozen Ever After. They might do, but I know boat rides are very expensive. Also, when you look back to the concept art, they are building Elsa's castle, Mm. which I'm going to want to be quite big because it's a castle. So if they're going to put all their money into the castle rather than the ride, like the majority of their money into the castle, I think I'm okay with that as well. Well, maybe it'll be... The castle will be the ride? Maybe it could be like Spaceship Earth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It could be like that where you'll go around and it could be a different take on a dark ride that you go around the castle and that's the ride. I don't know. It's It's very exciting. It'll be good once it's all open. It's absolutely miles away, which is frustrating, but... That'll be good when it's done. So that's everything from Disneyland Paris. Now moving stateside, I'm sure as you all know, Galaxy's Edge is in its It'll open. be open. It, it, yeah, it will be open. Yeah, by the time you listen Ooh. to this, Galaxy's Edge will be open to the public. And a way, I suppose, Disneyland is trying to avert people from Galaxy's Edge is giving them special things. So Soarin' Over California is coming back to Soarin' for all of June for a limited time. I'm really intrigued to see if they actually keep this, particularly in California. I get if they want to have the world one in Epcot because it kind of makes sense, but I've done Soarin' Over California and it's great. Yeah. I haven't done the new, I haven't done new Soarin', so I can't really comment on that, but everyone that I've heard that has done it absolutely hates it and thinks it's crap. The new one? Yeah, because oh. a lot of it's CGI, it's not filmed properly, so if you're not sitting in the top row in the middle you it's everything's warped oh because so the like, screen yeah whereas you never got that in Soarin' Over California that's exciting for anyone who doesn't know Soarin' is like a ride where you're lifted up and it makes it look like you're flying basically over the world and there was Soarin' Over California which basically made you fly over California and then not so long not that long ago I don't think it was no, a couple of years ago two years ago they changed it to Soarin' Over the World and they made it so that you were flying over different countries. I will never not find it hilarious that Disney couldn't get permission to fly over the Taj Mahal. So they just CGI'd it rather than just picking literally anywhere else. Yeah. Like any other... Like, there's so n- many other, like, castles, landmarks, anywhere. But it was like, oh, we can't have the Taj Mahal. We'll do it on a computer. Yeah, just... So stupid. Anyway, so if you're going to Disneyland for Galaxy's Edge, or if you're an annual pass holder to Disneyland California... It's an extremely exciting time because you can get to see something that you thought you were never going to see again. Yeah. They seem to be doing this a lot because um, they're bringing back, I think it's the Disneyland Forever fireworks, which were originally for the 60th. And they've been testing dreams. Bring back Paris. dreams. Bring back dreams. I would love nothing more than if they brought back dreams. Don't Bring back dreams. There's aspects of Illuminations that I like. But I prefer dreams overall. Yeah. Dreams is great. And... Uh, do you know who would love dreams? Who? Amy would love dreams. She would. Pizza! <laughs> just have Wendy shouting at everybody. Dreams was just a great show. It was made to fit that castle. Yeah. Like, it was, 
it was doing the projections and stuff before any of the other castles were really doing it. And it was made specifically for that castle and everything fit perfectly and everything made sense. Whereas the Illuminations just seems like they were like, oh, we want to have this and this and this and then just chucked it up. Yeah. It, like it the, look like a fit. Like the Beauty and the Beast bit, I oh, hate. that needs to go die. The Beauty and the Beast bit, I understand why they put it in at the time they put it in. Because when Illuminations was coming out, Beauty and the Beast live action was in its height. Yeah, but, like, there was but, only so long that was going to... Exactly. I remember watching it the first time and being like, why why, yeah. why is this a permanent thing? So that being the Beast thing needs to go. I don't mind Frozen being in it because it's Frozen. No, it makes sense. But I don't like the way it's projected on because it's not made no, to fit the castle. It's not made to fit the It's castle. just Frozen projected onto the castle, which I also don't enjoy. But there are bits in Illuminations that are timed right for the castle like the balloons with mickey mouse and the, the lion king bit, bit. Great. the pirates bit's really good but then again even the star wars bit the star wars bit is just apart from the kylo ren bit yeah. it's just the millennium falcon oh no i agree like, like it doesn't really wrong. make any sense the star wars bit is my favorite bit in the whole of illuminations but that's just because i'm a star wars fan it's not because i think it fits the castle or no. it makes sense or anything because like that. when it you doesn't. and that's why i love dreams because it just is perfect and it made and as we've seen recently the water usage in illuminations is much better than you think but it's nowhere near as good as it was for dreams but there's also no point because if you can only see that water feature from the very very front why why bother because from dreams you could be stood near the arcades and still see all the great water features yeah so yeah bring back dreams but yeah i mean they seem to be bringing back older disney things more so maybe it's a sign Maybe it's a sign of things to change. I would be shocked if, because the backlash for Soren has been so harsh, I would be surprised if they didn't bring back California just for California. Ooh. Interesting. Another thing that's been announced, and this is for Animal Kingdom over in Walt Disney World, there's going to be Christmas everywhere. <laughs> and that means that Christmas will be... Did they say that Christmas will be in everything now? Yeah. So every... So Epcot does... Um, Oh, what's it called? Do they do like a holiday around the world thing? Yeah, they do holiday around the world and they have the festival or something. No, it's the candlelight vigil or something like that where they get in Neil Patrick Harris, Jodie Benson and whoever else is available. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wrong. No, no, no. (laughs) So you'll have Epcot, you'll have Magic Kingdom, you'll have Animal Kingdom and you'll have... Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam! Yeah, and you'll (laughs) have... In Hollywood Studios. So every single um, park will have holiday theming. Have you read into this a lot? The animal kingdom one yeah no so there's going to be christmas and pandora but they've come up with a story for it right and it's the most goddamn american thing you have ever heard is it let me tell you patriotic let me tell you so the story behind christmas in pandora is that the expats have decided to bring their christmas to pandora and they're intertwining it with Things that they've made from relics left on Pandora. So it's basically Americans going in, being like, nah, we want to celebrate our holiday, and doing that. Ooh. (laughs) Is that not the most American thing thing you have ever heard? Oh, it's just... But yeah, it does... I mean, overall, it sounds like it's going to be good. There's going to be, I think, a holiday overlay for the... Uh, Tree of Life Awakening, I think. I could be wrong. And then there's going to be some stuff for Dwali, which actually doesn't take place at Christmas, but they're putting it in there anyways. They're they're doing stuff. They're definitely... Uh, it's very interesting to see all this stuff come out at once, 
because if everything new that's coming out now has obviously been planned to direct people away from Galaxy's Edge. Oh, 100%. Just because they know that everyone's going to go vroom to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And they just want some form of crowd control, I suppose. Yeah, and that's the thing. the only way you're going to divert people from new things is with other new things. Yeah. And it's just really interesting to have them be like, we'll put, I don't know, Christmas in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> like, what can we, I don't know, we'll bring back all the things people liked before. Like, I just, yeah. Yeah. It's just so. very interesting to watch them. I know it's not, I know they're not scurrying because yeah. I'm sure this has been very much pre-planned. Absolutely. But it's just interesting to watch them go, but look at this. Now look over here. Now look over there. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> funny. And then uh, more new things. So for anyone who knows about Tokyo Disney Sea. It is the other park that they have in Tokyo Disneyland, and they are opening a new port, which are basically just like the parts of Disney Sea. They're just called ports because it's Disney Sea set in the water. Um, and they're opening a new port, and it's got an official name of Fantasy Springs. Ooh. Scheduled to open in fiscal year 2020, this exciting development will be themed to a magical di- spring that leads to a world of Disney fantasy with three areas inspired by the beloved films. Frozen, Tangled, and Peter Pan. Guests will discover waterfalls and ponds flowing with magical spring waters in the new themed port, as well as four new attractions, three restaurants, and a new Disney-themed hotel situated inside Tokyo Disney Sea that will overlook Fantasy Springs. Wow, that's actually really cool. No, now that you say it, I do remember because I... Tangled. Yeah. No, I remember seeing the Tangled thing. I just obviously didn't put two and two together that this is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um... I actually think I've seen the concept art for the Tangled bit, and it's exactly what you'd think. It's like the tower, which looks pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be really good. Yeah. If there's a Tangle ride, guess who's going back to Tokyo? (laughs) I will happily happily go back to Tokyo just to go to Disney. Well, I mean, 2020, we have some time to save. 2022. I was like, 2020. So they're going to get all their stuff before Disneyland Paris gets their stuff. Yep. Wow. Mm. Do you know why? Because Japanese are efficient. And Tokyo didn't see ain't on by Disney. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very true. Yes, that'll be interesting. I'll, I'll definitely... I'd like to say, start saving now, and I'll happily go to that. Yeah, it'd be fun to stay in the hotel that's in the park. That's going to be so expensive, because the hotels that are in Disneyland Tokyo are already really expensive, because there's only, like, two of them or something. There are two. So there are two or three. Now. Yeah. I wonder... Also, I wonder who it's going to be run by, because... Does that mean that the hotel in Disney is going to be run by Disney? Because the other two hotels, it's like one's a Hilton and one's a something else. Oh, I don't know. Even though they're the Tokyo Disney hotels, but yeah. one of them is run by the Hilton. So it's a Hilton know. hotel just on Disney property. I don't know. But we'll keep you guys up to date as and when we hear more information about it. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I'm very excited about is the in Disneyland Resort, they've announced that there is going to be a new dance party for the Oogie Boogie Bash, which will be taking place in DCA, called the Descendants Party. <laughs> Get it, guys? Like, the Descendants? Like, the decom movie? Descendants? I won't lie, there's like such a part of me that wants to punch you right now for oh, that. so funny! <laughs> so, they're saying it's for tweens, but I mean, Kate will be there as well. It's part of a bunch of things. It said like there's going to be an overall bigger offering for tweens at this Oogie Boogie thing. At the okay. Oogie Boogie Bash. 
And one of those things will be the Descendants. But there's meant to be, like, a bunch of other things happening as well. I don't know, like, what specific other, like, what specifics would you have for tweens? Do you know what I mean? My silence is just the fact that I can't think of anything. Yeah. I don't Um, know. I don't know. I'm super intrigued to see everything to do with the Oogie Boogie Bash, because let's mention it for the 17,000th time. I want to go to California next Halloween, (laughs) and I plan to go to the Oogie Boogie Bash at least once, probably twice if I can swing it. And I'm super intrigued to see all of the things. I think that's pretty much it for the news. Hmm. Apart from... Today is not Tuesday. you know what that means. So this week we had some characters from Up. So we had Doug, Russell and Carl. Carl was super cute. Yeah. Did you see that picture of... There was someone... It looked like an official DLP photopath photographer... But I don't think she is. But anyway, she put this picture on Instagram and it was Carl, not Carl. Yeah, Carl, who like looking back towards the Disneyland Hotel. So the castle was behind him. Oh, it was a super cute photo. Oh, cute. Yeah. And he's like, da-da. That's adorable. Very cute photo. Yes, there was an anniversary for Up in the States this week. Yeah. But that's why these guys were in the parade, which is cute. Having three is really nice, and having three that you don't really see in DLP was really cute. I haven't had that in a while. Yeah, my sister texted me and was like, can we meet these when we're there? And I was like, no, sorry. (laughs) I actually, I don't, so we finally booked our Halloween trip. Oh, yeah, everyone calm down about that. (laughs) I don't know who you can meet at Halloween, so if anyone has been to one of the soirees in Disneyland Paris... Let us know. Yeah. Tell us what we need to do. I know that you can meet him during the regular year, but I'd love to meet Gaston. Yeah. I think he'd be a good crack. I'm intrigued. I don't know whether they have any, like, special... Because a lot of the villains are out during the day. Anyway. Anyways. So, we need to do some... I mean, we've bought tickets to the soiree, so we're going. Yeah. But I'm... Yeah. I just don't really know what's going to be available at the soiree. Yeah, so if you have any tips, let us know, please and thank you. Oh, also, the winner of our competition was announced. Yeah, we announced it over on our Instagram stories on Tuesday. And it was the lovely Neve. Congratulations. We already contacted Neve. Well, she's contacted us. So she'll be getting her prizes hopefully pretty soon. Yeah. But thank you guys to everyone who entered and everyone who tagged all their best Disney buddies. The show isn't sponsored, so any sharing and discussion you can do with your friends is always greatly appreciated yeah we really appreciate it so thank you very much guys and i think that's everything for the news yeah Yay! and now we're going to be moving on to the second installment of our disneyland paris planning saga so for this part we will be looking at how to book your hotel and your tickets and the best way and the best way you can get prices for booking those yeah just as I suppose, an FYI, these dates were correct as of the 20th of May, and we were recording this on the 21st of May, because it just made sense to record everything together. So I sat down and I looked at a bunch of different ways of buying tickets and booking your hotel. For all of these prices that I have, I did a family of four with two adults one teenager and one child. So a teenager for Disney is classed as an adult for ticket prices and stuff. So this was just the most standard way I could do it. Obviously there are lots of different variations of this, but just as a means test type thing, this is just what I picked. 
So it's a family of four, two adults, one teenager, one child, from the 3rd to the 6th of January 2020. And it's in the Sequoia Lodge, because I thought the Sequoia Lodge was a nice, medium-based hotel. So everything's like nice, median, in the middle, just so that we can get a basic ground point to start from. And then you guys can obviously take it from there with how you feel you should probably book your holiday. Yeah, because if you go back and listen to episode six is where we do our full Disneyland Paris hotel reviews. There's three tiers of hotels that Disneyland Paris offer. There's value, there's moderate and there's deluxe. Sequoia Lodge sits in that moderate by itself. But because the values are so popular, the prices with them tend to kind of fluctuate and the dates that we had actually looked at for that episode Sequoia Lodge was cheaper than both of the values so we kind of figured it made the most sense as a as a good base yeah pretty much like obviously if you want to spend less go less if you have a more to spend go for the Disneyland Hotel but this was just for purposes of us giving you information this was the easiest way to do it yeah so what I've done is for the first four prices it's the Disneyland website but I've changed the country that I'm booking from. Okay. So the f- so I looked at the Irish website, the UK website, the French website, and then I also looked at Germany okay. because just chucked it in there. Uh, the way you do this is actually really simple. You basically go up to the top right-hand corner of the Disneyland website, and there's a little flag, and you click the flag, and when you go into the flag, it asks you what country you're booking from. And then if you click into that... It will send then direct you to the page that you need. Just while I think about it and a tip to do with this, which I only found out today, I was checking our booking for when we go in October and my work laptop automatically routed me to the UK website and I didn't realise and when I went into my reservations it kept coming up and saying that I couldn't view them, I couldn't see them, I had to call up and all this kind of stuff and I was getting a bit panicky because I couldn't understand why I couldn't view my reservation. Then I realised that I was on the UK website, I went, changed it to the Irish website, logged back in and I could look at it no problem. So if you do book your trip through any of the other websites, just make sure you remember what country you booked it through because that's the only way you're going to be able to view your booking. Just a little tip. Yeah, fab. So there is much of a muchness in a lot of these prices, but it's interesting to look at and these prices do fluctuate throughout the year as well. So we'll start with the Irish website. So at the time that I looked to book this, there was actually a deal on, which was 25% off park tickets and a half board meal plan included. The half board meal plan, I won't go into pretty much any detail on, just that it's a meal plan that is available with Disneyland Paris, which means you've prepaid for some food. We won't go into detail in it because it can be quite complicated, especially in Disneyland Paris. I don't think it's as straightforward as it is in Disney World. Okay. Um, So we'll put that in a later episode when we talk about dining and like food and tips for saving money on food in Disneyland Paris on your trip. But just be aware that the the prices that I tell you have half four meal plans, that's what it is. So for the Irish website... It's €1,388 for two adults, a teenager and a child with 25% off park tickets and a half-board meal plan included. Okay. Usually the half-board meal plan includes breakfast. Just yeah, interesting. It doesn't. I don't think it includes breakfast in your hotel though. No, but it, it gives you breakfast in the park for okay. something. Then I moved on to the UK website. 
the UK website had the exact same deal on, which was 25% off park tickets and included half-board bill plan, and that was £1,235. Yeah. yeah, so when you take £1,235 sterling into euros, it's €1,405. So it's actually more expensive. But again, this works both ways. If you're any of our listeners listening in the UK, maybe hop on over to the Irish website because it might turn out cheaper for you. Yeah. Then I looked at the French website. Now, when it asks you to go into the French website, it asks you to split into regions. And I didn't really know the difference. So I picked the first one. Okay. And there was no deal on at all in the, on the French website. And it was €1,787 for the wow. exact same deal. So that means you get your park tickets included, but there's no half-board meal plan. And you're oh, paying significantly 400 more. euro more. Yeah, which I thought was mental. Um, it's obviously because you live in France. Yeah. But um, the reason I checked the French website is because sometimes they are significantly cheaper on the French website. I think it's to do what time of year you go. Mm. So, but this just proves, like, if anything, this whole little experiment just proves how prices can vary. Mm. Not So maybe for this instance, it didn't actually work out cheaper if you were booking from Ireland, but the prices are definitely different from different um, URLs. So that was France. And then uh, lastly, I looked at the German website. Now, Google Translate will translate the first page for you, but the rest of it, it will not. Okay. But everything's pretty, like, if you look at the... Uh, Irish and the UK website first like I knew what everything meant in German like okay. it was I knew where everything was by the time I'd gotten to Germany yeah so for the same deal as the UK and Ireland which is a half or meal plan and 25% off tickets it was 1,404 euro which again is slightly more expensive than the Irish website okay cool so they were the four different Disneyland like straight through Disneyland prices yeah if you're booking from Ireland then the cheapest option is to go through the Irish website mm -hmm. but again if you're booking from the UK maybe hop on over to the Irish URL or if you're in France maybe look at the front maybe look at the Irish or the UK URL because that might be a lot cheaper for you yeah like the, as you said the rest of them are kind of much of a muchness there's not that much of a difference but there's a big jump if you're booking through the French website yeah. No unexpected. No, it was it was very unexpected. I actually audibly gasped because I thought I was looking at the wrong hotel. That's bizarre. I know. Mm. So then after you're booking through the Disneyland website, then I looked at Budget Travel. So these aren't the guys that do the car hire. They're a different company, also called Budget. Budget Travel do a bunch of different packages for loads of different holidays. They also specialize in last minute holidays. Mm. So like if you're able to book a holiday for two weeks time. So, I did the exact same thing, um, teenager, child, two adults, for the same time period, and it worked out as €1,366. Oh, okay, so which is cheaper. actually the cheapest of them all. It also, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Budget Travel also do a package where they will do your hotel, your flight, and your tickets, which, considering this was cheaper than booking through the Disneyland website... I'm pretty sure that maybe if you included your flights in the package, you might get your whole thing for cheaper. Also, if you don't like planning, Budget Travel is a completely trusted website. I My mom knows people who have booked through this website, so it's like completely trusted, 100%, no problems with it. So it's definitely a way to go. Um, then just in terms of payment plans, just while I'm here, Budget Travel let you pay in a monthly payment plan. 
Which I quite like. It means it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. If you just like are chipping away at it every month, it's quite handy. I know that Disneyland Paris let you pay it off. Um, they let you do a deposit, and then I think you can do two installments. Okay. If you're if you can't pay it all at once, which is fine. So just if you're looking for payment plans, maybe that should be something that you're looking into as well when you're looking to book your hotel and your tickets. It's to sorry, excuse me, is to where has the best payment plan option for you. Then finally, I looked at what I thought was going to be the most expensive, but I mean, it was, but it wasn't that big of a deal, um, is booking.com. So for room only on booking.com for Sequoia Lodge, it was 625 euro. Okay. Then to get tickets, it's 828 euro for everybody. Okay. So altogether, it's 1,453 euro to just book your hotel and your tickets, but there's no half board meal plan there. I think one of the big things is that at the time that I picked, they had an offer on with the half board meal plan. Yeah. So that did alter how the prices worked. But again, that's something that happens with Disney a lot, is that they will include meal plans, not include meal plans. They will make kids under 12 free. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. I would probably say I wouldn't book through booking.com if you are going as a family and none of you have an annual pass purely because I think the reason why booking.com worked for us debatably when we went and stayed in Newport Bay is because it's with the infinity pass you can get up to 50% off hotel rooms but if you have a designated phone line where you can book hotel rooms without tickets there is no way through the Disneyland Paris website to book a room without tickets they all automatically include tickets yeah. and there's no way of selecting that you don't want tickets however if you ring up the infinity pass line you can book the rooms without tickets then that's fine but also when we booked when we called to price Newport Bay it was mo- the discount rate that they were offering us was more expensive than just a basic flat rate on booking.com hence how we ended up booking through booking.com I would also maintain and this could just be because it was Newport Bay that we definitely didn't get as good a treatment on our check-in process because we booked through booking.com it was almost like if you book through Disney you get a better experience with the cast members which I get it but it yeah yeah I wouldn't book through booking.com if you're booking a family holiday I would go to a travel agent and do it that way I think that would make more sense and save you more money so yeah they're all the different ways of buying and booking tickets and hotels and all that sort of stuff it's obviously up to yourself which way you want to do it if you break it down like if you want to spend the time like if you really wanted to like there's loads of different countries you can go to on that website and you can check the prices so don't like you could check like there was loads there was loads of countries like every european country was on there and asia was on there and americas and everything so you could flick through all of them and really have a look if you wanted so just out of curiosity we just i well i wanted to look up how much it would be to book through the american website because i know it's rarer for American people to come over and visit Disneyland Paris. So for the exact same time, the exact same package, it still had the 25% off the tickets and including the half board meal plan. It's 1,521 euro. Oh. So it is that bit more expensive. Oh, it is more expensive. So if you're someone in the States looking to book, pretend like you're Irish like most Americans do anyways, and book your Disneyland Paris trip that way. 
you go. Pay three euro. Yeah, absolutely. That's quite. That's that's an interesting amount. Yeah, that's that's like mid. That's like mid mm. range. So the moral of the story is great to be Irish I personally would probably always try book through Disneyland Paris just because at least everything is all there it doesn't seem like if you need to do anything with your booking or even when you're checking in it doesn't seem like quite as much of a faff yeah but especially if you're going as a larger group if you're not just going as say a family of four if you're going in a larger group absolutely check out a travel agent because they have different deals and they'd be able to give like group discounts and stuff like that so have a look around is, I suppose, the key thing. And it's one of the biggest ways of saving some money. Arguably, by this, not a massive amount of money unless you're French. But it'll save you some money, which you can then put towards a shiny new pin or something like that. Exactly. Saving money, saving money. Mm-hmm. So, now you've decided what season you're going to go to Disneyland Paris. Yeah. You've booked your hotel and your park tickets. Yeah. You've arrived in Charles de Gaulle Airport. Assuming that you've flown. Assuming that you've flown. Where do you go? Well, this is the thing. So, there are three main ways to get to Disneyland Paris from Charles de Gaulle. One that we don't have in here, you could always rent a car and drive. I don't know necessarily anyone who would or why, because if you're parking up in Disneyland Paris, you're not going to be using your car. But anyways. So, the first option that I have down here is to get a taxi. The taxis range anywhere between 75 and 90 euro, and it takes about 40 minutes or so to get you to Disneyland Paris. I have never gone via taxi, so I'm just going to give you the facts and I'm going to look at I've taken a taxi to Disneyland Paris. Yeah. It was my family and two of my friends because our last Disneyland trip, everyone just came. So it was a family of five and two people. What's that? Seven? Yeah. So there were seven of us in a taxi. It was really comfortable. It was a really nice car like obviously it was a seven seater so i had to be able to fit all of us but it was very comfortable um so it was a really comfortable journey there was enough room for all of us so it was uh i was really worried about getting a taxi because i know that there are lots of scammers taxi scammers in charles de gaulle that can be quite dangerous because you really don't know what they're gonna do but i was with my dad and i'd before we'd even booked the holiday i told my dad because he was adamant that getting a taxi would be fine that we didn't need to book the bus and I was like, cool, but getting a taxi is all on you. I was like, that is your job. I'm not fending off any rogue taxi person. I was like, I'm not doing it. But that was fine. Just a story on taxis being a bit dodge. When I also went over to Kate during Christmas and joined the family, the perfect family holiday, when I got to Disneyland Paris, I went out to get the magic shuttle because it was just me. Um, and we'll get on to the magic shuttle. But there was a family that looked quite lost. They were had come off my flight because we came out at the same time and they looked very confused. And a taxi driver came up and started asking them if they were going to Disney and that he'd bring them to Disney and blah, blah, blah. And being really quite pushy. And they didn't really know what they were doing. It was mom and dad and their little girl. And the woman looked kind of concerned because he was being extremely pushy about it and she tried saying no we'll just wait for the bus and he was like no no I get you there so much quicker come 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 and like almost started trying to grab their bags and I just kind of leaned over and I said the next bus is in 10 minutes and the look of relief on that family's face but like I won't lie there was a part of me that actually was a little bit scared because he looked like he wanted to stab me because I had taken a fare from him but I wouldn't have in good conscience felt okay sending this family off with this guy that was being extremely aggressive about it yeah 
so just be wary and make sure you go to an official taxi rank because they're creepy. I'm also pretty sure, I thought you were going to say it in your story, but it must have been you. I definitely heard a story of someone who a taxi driver approached them and was like, I could take you to Disney, 150 euro, great bargain. But like 150 euro is way more than, yeah, it shouldn't cost that much. Like, it's max, like, 90, I'd say 90 to 100, like, because if you hit traffic, you can hit that 100 euro mark. But I, maybe I read it on Facebook on that Paris, on that Disneyland page. But yeah, definitely not. Your, your estimated taxi should be no more than 90 euro. So when you get out of Charles de Gaulle, if you just follow the signs for the taxi rank, it's very clearly signposted. There's actually a, like, customer service person from Charles de Gaulle standing there. And they have, like, these blue high-vises on. Like, they're very clearly official. And they will call taxis for you. And it's all very... It's all very... Yeah, it's all very legit. Like, what happened was we arrived. And my dad was like, I need a taxi for seven people. And she was like, okay, I'll have to call one for you. Because the taxis that were arriving were just regular cars that could hold max five people. And so we had to wait a little bit longer. We did have to wait, like, 15 minutes but a taxi did arrive and it was completely legit and everything was fine. Um, my dad did try and negotiate before we got in the taxi that it would only cost 90 euro, but the taxi man didn't really speak any English. But I think my dad ended up just paying him 90 euro. Anyway. <laughs> so I think that was the end of it. But yeah, you can also pre-book your taxi before you go, which okay. is also an option. Um, we didn't do this because my dad was adamant that we'd be able to get one and we did. But there are a bunch of legitimate websites that you can pre-book your taxi with online as well. Yeah, so I did a wee bit of maths there. So 90 euro divided by seven people is about 12, 50, 13 euro. Yeah, which is pretty cheap. Yeah, and it's, as I said, it only takes 40 minutes. It's not the quickest way to get to the park, but it's certainly much quicker than the bus. And you're not kind of surrounded by a bunch of other people and having to go to your hotel last and whatnot so we are planning on getting a taxi when we go in october because there is going to be six of us yeah so rather than each individually paying for the bus we're just going to organize a taxi yeah because there's we're all going to the same hotel it just makes more sense yeah makes it makes it much easier so if you don't want to get a taxi what can you do if you don't want to get a taxi you can also get the magical shuttle yeah and the magical shuttle is a big red boost it is a big red boost. And it will pick you up from Charles de Gaulle in Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. Mm-hmm. And it will drive you to your respective Disney airport. Disney airport. It will drive you to your respective Disney hotel, whether that be a Disneyland on-site hotel or a Disneyland partner hotel. I don't know exactly what partner hotels it goes to. You would have to look that up, but it goes to a lot of the more popular ones. Yeah. But double check on their website, they'll tell you. Yeah, you'll be able to do it. If you want to book the Magical Shuttle, you just go onto the Magical Shuttle website. It's very legit. It's very red. And you basically just book how many people you want, and if you're going to be arriving in the first half of the day, or if you're going to be arriving in the second half of the day. One thing to bear in mind with this, this is not the Magical Express. It is not owned by Disney. It is a third party, and you can very much tell that it's a third party. But it is affiliated with Disney. Yes, but it's not quite as sunshine and rainbows and happy clappy as the Magical Express seems to be. Like, we have encountered very aggressive bus drivers we've encountered a very shouty bus driver so just 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 be warned if you are flying with Aer Lingus and you're going into terminal one it is literally 
right outside the arrivals gate. Like, you cannot miss it. No, yeah. It's right there. And there's usually somebody inside the ter- inside arrivals with a little sign saying that they're from the Magical Shuttle and they'll direct you to it. It's very easy. If you order your tickets online, you will have to print them out. So just bear this in mind. I had like a near panic about this in December because the printer had no ink and I had no way of printing it and blah, 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 blah. So you do have to have your tickets printed. Yeah, because they take them away from you. Yeah. And have a Google online because sometimes you can find a little discount code. We found a discount code for when we went in April. Yeah. And I think we got like 20% off. Yeah. Something like that. So it worked out a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. But your standard rate is 23 euro. Is it 23 euro per person or 23 euro per adult? Oh, it's 23 euro per adult. I didn't look up the kid price. I think the kid price is like 18 or 19 euro. Yeah. It's, it's a little not, bit less. Yeah. But yes, that's, that's one way though. That's not return. So yeah, just be wary that you will have to pay on the way there and on the way back. But this also leaves you open to options that if you wanted to take the bus there, but you wanted to take something else back, you could also do that. One thing to bear in mind with the Magical Shuttle, it 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 takes a, it takes a while. It can take a while. Yeah. So, especially if you are flying in with Aer Lingus and you get into Terminal 1, that's the first stop, which is good because you get to get your seat first and whatnot and get settled. However, then you have to drive for like 10 minutes to get over to Terminal 2. And then I have waited in Terminal 2 for 10 minutes. I've honestly waited in Terminal 2 for about a half an hour as well. In December, when I was going to go meet Kate, I swear it must have sat there for at least 25 minutes just waiting for a flight to come in. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, "That this this is extra time that I'm just missing off. Because I think it's an hour from when you leave... Terminal Terminal 2. And then it goes halfway around the world. So generally it starts with the partner hotels because they're the furthest away. Mm -hmm. And then it goes Santa Fe, Cheyenne, the Disneyland Hotel. Then it would go Hotel New York, RIP. And then it would be Sequoia Lodge. And the very last is Newport Bay. So bear in mind when we were going, we had been delayed for two hours on the plane. We then had to wait for the bus because we missed the... We missed three buses before ours. We then were on the bus for probably at least 15 minutes at Terminal 2. And then we got driven around every other hotel in the entire place to then get to Newport Bay. So if you are staying in Newport Bay, it is tedious. Yeah, it it does take a long time. But it also does depend on how busy your bus is and where everybody on the bus is going. Like, if nobody on the bus is going to a partner hotel and the only hotels they're going to, let's say, is the Disneyland Hotel and the Newport Bay, they're the only hotels the bus is going to stop at. Yeah. So it also, it also is, like, a bit hit and miss with that. Very true. I mean, on the, I suppose the plus side of it being a longer bus, you get to have a bit of a catnap before you go and spend the rest of your day in the park. Yeah. Also, if you're really not comfortable getting any taxi, like, if you're just not comfortable with it, the bus, you know you can definitely trust the bus. And it's definitely going to bring you where you need to go. Yeah, it's the most foolproof yeah. way of getting to Disneyland. Because the next option we're going to talk about is can be confusing. It can be confusing to the point where I never want to do it ever again. Yeah. So the other option that you have to get to Disneyland Paris is to get the TGV from Terminal 2. So the TGV takes 15 minutes, which is like ridiculously quick. 15 minutes from Terminal 2 to Marne-le-Valais 
in just outside the Disney Village. It's around about 10 to 12 euro. That's the price that I could find online, but I'm fairly sure my ticket costs more than that. I think it's more so around a similar price to the Magic Shuttle. I think they're kind of one in the same, so a lot of people, it just depends on the time your flight gets in, and it'll depend whether it's quicker to get the TGV or whether it's quicker to get the bus, because particularly in the morning, the TGV is not all that regular, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. The only thing I will say about the TGV, it is difficult to navigate. It is the more difficult option in my mind, particularly because a lot of the time we fly with Aer Lingus, which brings us into Terminal 1. So you just then go from Terminal 1 over to Terminal 2, go find someone that might be able to explain to you where you can go get your tickets. Pray that your train's not delayed, which happened to me going back to the airport before. And yeah, it's very, you get almost quite used to the fact that Disneyland Paris is very bilingual. Yeah. And it's very, oh, you don't speak French? Cool. Let me explain it to you in English. Everything is very easy. Everyone's very accommodating. Everyone's very willing to help. The second you step out of that Disney bubble, it goes away with a hard stop. Yeah, to the point where you can walk up to people and they will just walk away. Like, they won't even, they won't even tolerate you. They'll, they won't even humor you. They'll just be like, oh, I don't speak English. And even, like, they'll just walk away and they won't even try to help you. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I won't say that I would never do the TGV again because it is, it's an extremely quick way to get to and from the parks. Like, 15 minutes is nothing. However they are very often delayed. So when I, again, went to Mike in December, I decided I would get a TGV back to the airport just so I had a, I could have a bit more of extra magic time the morning I was going. But my train was delayed 40 minutes, which meant I was cutting it real fine getting back because it was delayed 40 minutes, the 15 minutes to get to the airport, and then it's basically about 15, 20 minutes to then navigate your way back to yeah, where the gates walk. are yeah. for Terminal 2, Terminal 1. So it's quick. It can sometimes be cheaper. You need to be confident in what you're doing. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you do. Because I just find that it's a bit too complicated and it's not very clear where you're supposed to go. And the TGVs can also book up. So if you miss the one that you thought you were going to get, you might not get on the next one. Yeah. So I feel like it's just, it's very temperamental with times because you have to be like, because sometimes security in Charles de Gaulle takes 15 minutes. Sometimes it takes 45 minutes. Yeah. So I just think there's too many variables when you're flying to say that I will get this train at 10 past six. Yeah. I just think there's too much. Yeah, because the past two times I've flown into Charles de Gaulle, I've been delayed. So there's, at least with the Magical Shuttle, you have that flexibility of there's a timetable. They give you the timetable. You pick a rough time. I would probably argue that even if for if something drastic happened and if you were, say, on the latter half of the early bout of routes... I would be shocked if they wouldn't let you no. on to the later one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they I'm would. not guaranteeing it because no. we've seen people be real strict about stuff. Yeah. There's no guarantee for that, but they would certainly be more accommodating and more willing to help because the staff that run the Magical Shuttle do have English. Might not be a lot of English, but they do have some English. Yeah, they do. So my... I... 
The TGV would never be my first option. No, never. I think the other two, depending on how many people you have. If you have... I think you have more than six. I think if you have six or more people in your party... I would nearly even say five. If you have more than five and three of them are adults... Yeah. Go for a taxi. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, just get a bus. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say so. And you're not supposed to eat on the bus, but you can go into the Marks and Spencer's and get some snacks. So you're like, good to go. Yeah, exactly. But don't tell them we said that. So that's... So you've decided... You're going to go on a specific season. You've picked how you're going to book it. You've figured out how you're going to get from the airport. What else is something that you might want to consider booking? Dining reservations. Is that something you want to book before you go? This is stuff. So we're not talking about like, like this won't be like snacks you pick up while you're there or dipping in for a quick Mickey waffle. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about, you got to know before you go, dining reservations. Yeah. We have only put down... Good ones. We've only put down ones that we've experienced and one that we haven't, but is a common one that people ask about. Yeah. So we just know a lot about it just from reading. Yeah. So the first one we have down here is Bistro Chez Remy, which is the Ratatouille-themed table service restaurant in Walt Disney Studios over in the, funnily enough, the Ratatouille area. (laughs) So the set menus for this, it's quite variable. So the cheapest set menu you can get for an adult is 32 euro. So that will be on the cheaper menu and you'll get a starter and a main course. The more expensive end of it is you can get the, like the deluxe menu and it'll be a starter, main course and a dessert. Mm Mm-hmm. And then for kids, the prices range from 19 euro to 33 euro on that same kind of scale. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been on the Ratatouille ride, you'll have seen Bistro Chez Remy and what it looks like on the inside. It is adorable. It's very themed, isn't it? It's so, it's so freaking cute. All the chairs look like the caps off champagne bottles, or you can get booths that look like dinner tables, dinner tables, dinner plates, um... (laughs) There's big mahoosive fairy lights. It's really cute. The theming is absolutely stunning. I went here with Brefney in October 2018. We opted to go for the more expensive menu purely because I liked the sound of the veggie option better on that one. And the veggie option was kind of like, it was like a stuffed pasta. And the veggie and the option that Brefney went for was a steak with a brie potato gratin, which was the main thing that he wanted, which I can attest that potato gratin was beautiful. Holy Moses. I would have happily just had that as my main. Oh my God. It was I glorious. I think it's really interesting that you had such a good experience because before you went, there was, all I could read was not great reviews about Shirami. Now, what I will say is the food... The food wasn't 100% my taste. So the starter options on the more expensive menu for a vegetarian option, it was soup. I think it was carrot and coriander soup. I'm not a real soup person. I don't really care for soup. It was fine. It was, it was grand. The like meat eater option for a starter was a duck foie gras, mm-hmm. which Brefney ordered. Didn't realize that that's duck pate and he hates pate. What did he think it was? I don't know what he thought it was. <laughs> so he ended up having my soup because I wasn't dead pushed on it. I just had the right, okay. little bit of bread that came with it. The drinks are quite expensive. I will say that. Are the drinks included in your nope. set meal? No. The drinks <gasps> are separate. Wow. And Cokes were about 3 50 Yeah, that's not surprising. 
Yeah. Um, and then for the main course, so each of the main courses also come with a side of ratatouille. The ratatouille was lovely. The Brefni said it was one of the best meals he's ever had. He thought the steak was absolutely amazing. He still says that that's the best steak he's ever had. The potato gratin, as I said, was glorious. It was so lovely. It was so creamy. It was so cheesy. It was great. The pasta that I had wasn't 100% to my taste. It was it was in an oil-based sauce. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it wasn't 100% mine. So actually what we ended up doing halfway through the meal was me and Brefni swapped. He had the pasta and I had his potato gratin. Right, okay. Which was glorious. And we opted not to get a dessert because there was a significant price difference between having a dessert and not having a dessert. And none of the desserts sounded like they would be worth it. Right, okay. It was a very expensive meal. I think for everything, including annual pass discount, which would have been 15%, I think it still costs us about 120 euro. Whoa, for two people? For two people. And that was with, I think Brefni got maybe two beers and I got a Coke. I think I got two Cokes maybe. So it is a very expensive meal. However, I would probably still go back purely because it's such a nice setting. And it was kind of, it was a nice, it was a nice kind of like, say like date for us to have while we were there. It's not something I would do every trip because it is so expensive, Mm -hmm. but with the way that it was and it was Brefni's first time being back in a Disney park since he was a kid and all this kind of stuff. It was nice having that kind of like special meal. And the theming is absolutely incredible. Like it looks nice from outside, but when you're in the place, it's so good. But yeah, the food wasn't my favorite, but it wouldn't stop me going back. I'll put it that way. Interesting. Hmm. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, the next our list is Inventions. Yes. So Inventions is in the Disneyland Hotel. Mm-hmm. It is a character buffet. It is. And you're guaranteed at least four characters? At least six characters? No. I think it's six. Yeah? I think it's six. You're guaranteed at least six characters, from what we can remember. An adult is 65 euro and a child is 35 euro. We have both done Inventions. Yeah. And I have to say, from a food perspective, there is a very wide range if well, I don't know from a vegetarian point of view I've just taken this upon myself to say there's a wide range but I thought personally there was a very wide range of food available there was there I mean there was a decent amount of veggie options from what I can recall I think my plates ended up being quite beige mm-hmm. but in fairness I think mine did yeah I think mine did as well though and I'm <laughs> that happened quite a lot no I really liked in event inventions the like standard characters that you tend to get they do kind of change up but generally, you'll get Mickey, sometimes Minnie, Pluto, Chip and Dale occasionally, Donald, Daisy. You get your regular, like, Fab Six characters with Chip and Dale. And then you'll get a variation of some Winnie the Pooh characters. Yeah. Unless you go for the special Sunday brunch. Yes. Which, again, is something you definitely need to book in advance. Yeah. The Sunday brunches, they're themed to particular, might be themed to a particular movie or I know they've done like the Oriental Express and all this kind of stuff. They've done princess ones. They've had specific character ones. So I know they did a Hercules one ages ago and I cried that I couldn't go. I don't know how you find out what the theme of the brunch is or do you just book it and just turn up and pray for the best? I think you just book it. I don't think you find out. I know before there used to be a schedule. Oh. But I think they've done away with that because it's Disneyland Paris and why wouldn't they? Yeah, why would you want to know things? Yeah, so, I mean, if anyone 
knows if there is a schedule of the Sunday brunches, please do let us know because I would really like to do one because they look really, really fun. You get to see, you still do get quite a lot of the standard characters, but they're usually in fun little outfits. But I don't want to book and commit to that amount of money and not know who or what it's going to be. Yeah, like once it was Snow White. Yeah. And I was like, like the, the dwarves were cool from what I could see. But, like, I would have been like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the food options for inventions are quite broad. Mm-hmm. They, even if you go, like, we had, did we have an early dinner? I think, yeah, we did the latest, like, lunch time yeah. we could. But there was loads of available food, and there was loads of dessert options as well. And they kept them good, well-stocked. The desserts were great. Yeah, the desserts were really good. I remember walking up and going, I want one of everything. Um, also drinks are also not included in this buffet. And again, they are pretty damn expensive for like a Coke and they are the glass bottles. They're not like the good bottles. So you're paying double the amount for half the Coke. You can order Glotinis to your interventions buffet. You can again, 19 euro. Totally worth it. Then moving on to another character buffet that we did on our last trip, which was Plaza Gardens. Yes. So this was, instead of being a dinner buffet, we did a breakfast buffet. Mm-hmm. You can do, there's two different settings for this. There is the quarter past eight one, and then there's a half nine one. This, for whatever reason, with the other two, you can book them 60 days in advance. For whatever reason, with Plaza Gardens, you can only book the breakfast three days in advance. I think it's because it's breakfast. Isn't that why they said? Because it's breakfast, not dinner. Maybe, but I don't see why that would make a difference. Because it's just not Paris. Yeah, true. So it's, for an adult, it's 35 euro, and for a child, it's 18 euro. And much like the other two, you can get annual pass or cast discounts on them. Discounts are available. Um, I really enjoy the Plaza Gardens breakfast. It's, out of all of these, it's the one I would rate the highest. I think the Plaza Gardens was better value for money than inventions. Yeah just as a whole like it's 30 euro less as an adult Mm -hmm. and i think spending eight like i know that people with children are going to say 18 euro my child for breakfast is ridiculous but out of again out of all the options i think 18 euro for a child is again your best value for money for a character breakfast or any of these character buffets 100 percent. and the good thing about the breakfast one as we've kind of mentioned previously they have everything you could ever possibly want for breakfast so even if your kid is a picky eater there are cereals there are pastries there are your standard kind of like hot breakfast stuff yeah there's eggs there's pancakes there's waffles there's juice there's fruit there's yogurts there's loads and again if you want to be a resourceful mummy you can make up some rolls so that you can kind of extend the value of what you've paid into the afternoon as well you can take some of the fruit with you you can make up little rolls with cheese or you can make up some rolls with nutella or whatever you can bring stuff with you yeah and to be honest they don't really check like they're not really keeping an eye on you because at one point i brought over too many pastries and then i just sort of put them in my bag yeah and i was like cool they were very well received later on they were weren't they i completely forgot they were in my bag it was great if we do that on our october trip which i would quite like to do again brefney's already said he wants to oh well that's it i think we almost have majority i would definitely remember to bring ziploc bags this time and just have a few sneaky pastries in the ziploc bags yeah i agree i wholeheartedly agree Plaza Gardens does turn into just a standard buffet restaurant later in the day after breakfast. It transforms. Woo-hoo. The characters that you get in this, 
it's kind of split in half. So when you walk in, there's a left-hand side, there's a right-hand side, and all the food is in the middle. And depending on which side you are sat at will depend on which set of characters you get first. So there's like a, I suppose like a Mickey Mouse set, shall we say. So you pretty much always get Mickey Mouse. And then it's a variation of Daisy, Goofy, and Scrooge is who I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. We had Scrooge and Daisy the last time. And then the time before that, when I was with Breffney, I had Goofy and Daisy, but all, both times had Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. And then the other side is like the Winnie the Pooh side, but I've never seen Winnie the Pooh there. But And I've had the same three characters both times. So you get Piglet, Tigger, and Eeyore. Cute. I really liked it. Now that I know what it's like, I'm very happy to do it again. I'm very, like I have a mindset now of what I need to do. With six of us, I would just, we definitely have to group up for photos. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to take anybody else's time either, but we'd have to methodically think it out. We'll do a couple photos. Yeah, but that's also a thing to think about if you want to book any of these character breakfasts is have everything ready for when the characters come over. 100%. So if you have autograph books, have them open on the page, make sure you have your pen ready and make sure your pen's working. This isn't a thing to say, like, rush your time, but just use the time you have to your advantage. Yeah, and if you don't want to have a picture while you're sitting down at the table, that's fine. Say to your character that you would like to stand up. It only takes a couple extra seconds and... I, I will say we were definitely more rushed when we went versus when me and Breffney were there. It didn't feel like we were as rushed when I was there with Breffney. It could have just been... Was it quieter? It, I don't think so. Because I think it was still booked up because I remember people going up to try and get in and they were like, no, we're fully booked. So oh. I don't know whether it was just the way the timings worked out, but yeah, just just be wise. Yeah, just be wise. Just uh, after your first character, you'll get a gist of how it all works and you'll know where you should be standing and what order you should have your children in and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And pace yourself with your food. Don't do it, Kate. Don't shovel out your food in because you're anxious about oh, having breakfast was, with a character. I was so anxious. I was so nervous. I was like, I don't really know what's going to happen. But now I know. And yeah, that's another thing. The f- I remember the family beside us didn't get any food until they'd met the first three characters. Oh, really? Yeah, did you not notice that? Oh. Their whole table was empty. Like, they were waiting for the first three characters to come along because I think they thought they'd miss them. Oh. Oh, okay. And so none of them got any food until oh after God. the first three characters. Oh, man. I know. Don't yeah. do that. Don't as do soon that. as you're in, go get food. Yeah. Run up. Literally, drop me bags. Run. Yeah, like, no one's going to take your bags. Don't worry about it. But, like, also, everyone can be quite rude in that line. So yeah. you just you just butt in. There's no place for manners in character breakfasts. God, help anyone that gets in my way of getting my scrambled egg at Plaza Garden. Yeah, no, that's it. Just just dip in, just get it, and then you're gone. Yeah. And then, so those are the three that we've experienced, and whether we recommend them or not, I suppose. The only other one that we've added to the list, there are other restaurants. There's California Grill and the Disneyland Hotel. There's Waltz on Main Street. These, those are restaurants that we personally have never eaten at and realistically I don't think ever will. No, I don't think so either. It's just not to our taste. Don't get me wrong, I think the idea of having dinner in Waltz while the parade is going on is lovely. It's just so expensive. It's very expensive and I don't like the look of the food. No. Although they have reopened and there are now vegan options in oh. Waltz, which was very shocking. Huh. But... Yeah, so there are other options and there's kind of a wealth of different meals you can do. But the only other one we're going to cover is Auberge de Cedrillon. It's a princess buffet. 
It is the most expensive out of all of these. So it's 77 euro for an adult and 45 euro for a child. It's so expensive. And I just think that's an extortion amount of money to meet three princesses that you don't know who they're going to be. Yeah, so the standard characters are usually meet Susie and Perla. You usually meet both. I've seen it where people have just met one or the other. Oh, so you don't at least, you're not at least, you're not even guaranteed both rats. They're not rats, they're mice. That's terrible of me. But um, <laughs> so you meet a combination of Susie and Perla, one or the other, who knows? And then the three princesses. There is no way of you finding out who those three princesses are. No, even if you ring up on the day. They won't tell you. They won't tell you. They, they're they like, oh, we don't know. And I'm like, you're lying. You're lying to me. You do know. It's just... You're telling me you've no rota? It's just so vague. Like, the only thing I can kind of equate this to is I went to... I did the princess lunch in Akershush in Epcot. And on that, they give you a list of princesses that you could possibly meet. And more often than not, anytime I've ever seen anyone vlog about it, anytime I've ever seen a review about it, they've always been the princesses. And they're the same princesses I met. So as soon as you went in, before you got sat to your table or anything, you went and met Belle. And then you sat down, and then Snow White came around, and Cinderella came around, and Aurora came around, and Ariel came around. And it's very rare that they ever change. But it means that people know what they're forking that money out for. Yeah. And even then, that was $50 and I met five princesses. Mm -hmm. This is 77 euro. So probably about 85. $80, $85. Yeah. And you're meeting two mice and three princesses that you don't know who they are. Yeah. That's a lot of money to put out for... And I mean, if you... Like, for instance, my niece, Emily, I know that either way she would love this. Because she because just likes princesses. She just likes princesses in general. Yeah. Are there some princesses that she would be more happy to see than others? Absolutely. Like her ideal would be Merida, Rapunzel, and Ariel. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think you can meet Moana in it. Maybe no. Belle. But I know that if she went to this and she had Snow White, Cinderella, and Aurora, yes, she would still enjoy it. But that's that's a lot of money to spend on not her favorite princesses. Yeah. So I don't know. I. And I know you can do the breakfast, and I think the breakfast is a bit cheaper. I think for an adult, the breakfast is 45 euro. I don't think you meet Susie and Perla. I think you do still get three princesses, but again, you still don't know which ones they are. But I don't know. And the food options, it's table service. It's not a buffet. I wrote buffet there, but I was wrong. It's table service. You don't even, you can't even like eat as much as your money's worth. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Maybe that's why it's more expensive. Maybe. You, yeah, I don't know. Look, unless your child is absolutely brimming to meet princesses, we really don't recommend this. No. We haven't, no, no, fairness, we haven't been there, but we've read enough reviews from the, like, food choices that the food really isn't worth 77 euro. No, because we, we did contemplate this when we went, when we did our initial trip with Amy back in 2017 we did kind of toy up because we knew we wanted to do a character meal and we were kind of tossing up do we do inventions do we do auberge because when you're already kind of talking 65 euro 77 euro it's not that much of a jump and we had cast member discount at that stage as well and I had asked around because I there was a girl that I worked with in Disney and she works in Disneyland Paris. She's very good friends with Susie. And I asked her, is there any way of knowing which princess is going to be there when? And she was like, honestly, I work there an awful lot. There is no way of knowing. It can just 
depend on the day. There's no, there's not even like certain seasons where you might see princesses more. So it's not even like, as Kate likes to say, the summer and Rapunzel's a summer princess. <laughs> Alexis agreed with me. I said it to him and he was like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, I know. No, it just always makes me laugh. It's not even like you can say, oh, during the summer months, you're more likely to see these princesses. Like or Ariel, during the winter, Rapunzel, you're more likely to see Belle or anything like that. That's not the case. It is literally just potluck. And if you're paying for a family of four, that's a lot of money for potluck. That's... Yeah, I just wouldn't want to spend that much money and be disappointed. Yeah. Because I know, at least I know with a buffet, like I know what to expect from a buffet. Yeah. Whereas 244 euro for two adults, two kids before drinks, when chances are kids probably aren't going to eat half the food that's on that. Let's yeah. call spade a spade. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, at least I know with Disney buffets, I know what to expect. I know I'm going to get, like, for breakfast, I know I'm going to get scrambled eggs, rashers, eggs, cereal, bread. I know for a dinner buffet, I'm going to get chips, potatoes, some kind of beef, some kind of chicken, some kind of fish, some kind of pasta. Like, I know there's going to be that there. But to, like, obviously you can look at the, um... What's the thing called? A menu. You can look at the menu before. I was like, you can look at the reservation, but that's not the word I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, like, I'm lo- I just pulled up the menu here, and some of the mains, there's veal, there's turbot, there's chicken frase, there's a mushroom pasta, which actually sounds pretty nice, and then there's the chef special, whatever that is. But for kids, I mean, the kids, it's not that bad. There's fairy nibbles and a thing of pumpkin soup. There's chicken breasts with vegetables, or there's pasta fresh fruit and a water for 45 euro that is not worth 45 euro you could feed a family of four for 45 euro for a week for 45 euro that's uh... like pasta and chicken like when you break down meals like for family meals pasta and chicken is like two quid a person yeah that's just that's that's i just don't think it's really good value for money i just can't wrap my head around it and i really don't understand why it's so expensive no me neither like i understand your answer is just going to be, well, it's Disney, but it just seems expensive even for Disney. Yeah, because the adult price of 77 euro doesn't include a drink and a Coke is a fiver. A fiver? <laughs> for a small glass of Coke? Yeah. For a glass bottle of Coke? A fiver. Five euro? Yeah. Don't go there. <laughs> just don't do it. Yeah, it's, it's extortionate. That's outrageous. Yeah. Unless you've literally won the lotto. I mean, and if you have... Mickey Waffles Pod at gmail.com. Hello, hiya, 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 hiya. But, like, that is just ridiculous. Yeah, I I don't... Go to inventions. If you want to spend money on a character meal, go to inventions. Like, you're not going to meet a princess. If you want to meet a princess, go wait outside the princess pavilion. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm looking up the, the prices for the breakfast. And it's... 49 euro for breakfast and 39 euro for kids um it's not a buffet it is a set menu but you get like breakfast potatoes eggs sausages and you do get a mickey waffle okay and and mickey waffle is it a big one though no oh it's a small one yeah oh and then you do still meet three princesses so i mean if you do have your heart set on bringing your kid or even just yourself if you do just want to go meet the princesses go for breakfast don't 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 pay 77 euro because you get, I think you get tea and coffee and juice and I think you get some pastries and then you get whatever your cooked oh, breakfast Oh yeah, you is. do. Yeah, I think you do. And you still meet three princesses, but 49 euro is 
is ever so slightly more easy to justify than 77 and then a fiver for a Coke. I'm so baffled. I think that's the end. So that's, we've gone through now where to stay, what time of year to go, how to get there, how to get from an air, how to get from the airport, where you do your book and dining reservations that you may potentially want to book. I'm sure you're halfway there, lots. Yeah. So what we're going to do over the next few weeks is we want to go a bit more in depth on the Halloween and the Christmas season because we know they're two of the most popular times of year for people to go to Disneyland. And then we'll also go through how to get the most out of your park day and how to get the most out of extra magic time because if you have a productive extra magic time that just sets you up for the day. Yeah, absolutely. Makes your, makes your day so positive feeling. Yeah, I agree. If there is anything that you would like more information on, you can check out the Disneyland Paris website. You can DM us on Instagram. We are always more than happy to chat. Disney, nothing gives us more joy. But if there's something specific that we've not covered that you would like us to, just give us a shout and let us know. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks. Bye.